In the town of Burden, a partially demolished jail sits slowly sinking into the mud. Inside, under the low patter of heavy raindrops, Rosie leans back in a chair, her feet plopped onto a desk next to her loaded crossbow, and her eyes narrow on several enemy soldiers safely now returned to their cells. The front hatch of the jail opens, and down the stone steps carrying a few bottles and some ham comes the local tavern keeper, Serenade. Now, Rosie, let someone else keep watch. You've been at it all day. Last time I left it to someone else, the Western Wall exploded and some scorpion motherfucker started threatening my town. Your town? And at this serenade sets two bottles on the desk next to the crossbow. You've been back maybe two days? Know as well as I do, you can't just leave Burden behind you. Burden sticks with you. Serenade sits, carves a slice of ham, and hands it to Rosie, who takes it and begins to nibble. Sorry, I'm worried about them. We all are. No one likes putting our faith in a handful of people. Especially an outsider, an arsonist, a failed sheriff, and a a local business turtle. And then a voice from a cell further in the jail. Pardon me, Fräuleins, but if we could keep it down. Some of us are trying to sleep. Do you speak of these local heroes like they can actually do anything against the mountain? Ha! I've heard the weapons testing their range. They're close. I'd suggest you run, and in lieu of that, shut up. You don't know them like I do. I stabbed one of them with a spear, and he fell right over. I've heard them talking when they first met each other. Not that inspiring. He's gonna fight like a like a like an idiot. <laughs> like a bugbear in a jail cell. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Alright, as soon as uh they open uh the gate. Uh, Connie, you burst up, uh, throwing your manacles aside, uh, throw up your hands ready for, ready for a fight. Um, uh, and at this you see another one of the guards, um, uh, wave a small wand in the air. And as that happens, uh, Kryon, Mekek, and Elif, the manacles on your hands start to... Uh, start to become electrified and start to <laughs> bad, bad, uh, bad, 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 bad. And Connie, you you look around, you see this uh, as these generally innocent people now seem to be <laughs> paying for your uh, situation. Uh, is that a, is that enough to calm you down, or are you? more involved in the fight. Um, are these uh, kind of electrical manacles something that Connie, again, with a background in law enforcement, maybe not yeah. necessarily like army level, would he be familiar with these? Are these going to kill these people? You don't think they'll kill them, but it, it's certainly hurting them. 
Uh, and it, I mean, it could kill them if the, it continues. Yeah. That's not enough for Connie yet. I'm sorry, guys. Fine. <laughs> I would, I would appreciate this if it stopped. Connie's still fighting. All right. The others, uh, uh, everyone else is kind of stunned for a moment with the manacles <laughs> frying your hands. Uh, Connie, why don't you give me a, a uh, initiative roll? And just Connie for now. And if the others initiative need to join in later, that's fine. Twelve. Twelve. All right. Uh, technically, you got the jump on them. Uh, they tried to do the the magical <laughs> medicals, and that didn't work. So if you want to throw <laughs> throw a punch, feel free. Is it a surprise attack? Ye- yes, we'll say it's a surprise. They are officially surprised. All right, that's a seven strength yeah, roll. Yeah, a, a wild haymaker. Whoosh. Um, and the guard just kind of ducks out of the way. Uh, and then immediately they rush you. They're going to go ahead and you don't have a... Are you raging at this point, technically? I am not technically raging, no. Oh, Jesus. This was a really bad idea. (laughs) So what's your your armor class? 14. All right. Oh, no. Oh, no. It ain't that that crit hit. (laughs) Eesh. Oh no! <laughs> Vital wound? Yeah. As as you throw your haymaker, you just see spears. <laughs> just so many spears. <laughs> uh, they're they're just through the bars. They're just stabbing at you. Um, the rest of you watch uh, now as your manacles stop uh, stop tasing you. Essentially, um, you watch as. Connie falls backward unconscious on the ground. <laughs> Four spears sticking out of him at various points. That felt uh, a little excessive. You hear the knight walking back. Do we want to try this again? What exactly heroes of legend? Well, on the other hand... I heard Mr. Tumbledown's speech. And I'll tell you, I warmed my heart to this cold spot of mud in the middle of nowhere. Known Mr. Tumbledown a long time, and it was needed to hear him. Now that's legend enough for me. This, this isn't fair. They only said they would burn it if they couldn't find him. Look, they're already trying to burn down our town. Mikek is going to draw his club and with his bonus action cast Shillelagh on it. The entire club is going to flower and blossom. And over the rain, you're going to hear, I am Mikek Tumbledown, and I'm not going to let them burn our home. You're all just beasts babbling to beasts. You will accomplish nothing. Burden will burn tonight, and you will be driven into the fields like scattered cattle. Gutter lays back on the bench in his cell. His rustling wakes up another soldier who turns over and hits him in the leg. You don't know my Elif, though. She's special. And even after years away from her, I could see it in her eyes, 
still hear her concern, her words, and a power behind them. Elif is going to go find um, Rose. Okay. Uh, yeah, she's already sort of directing a few people. Um, she seems to kind of be taking charge of of uh, arming a few of the, the residents of the town. And she sees you come up to her and she nods, finishes her conversation and then kind of takes you uh, to the side of one of the, the awnings where the rain is just sort of splashing down into the mud. Hey, so it's like really great to see you again after like seven years, because seven years is a really long time, especially because I was like only 18. So you just like, you know, like a huge chunk of my life gone, gone without you. Um, Where were you? for seven years. Like, what the heck? Also, great to see you Elif, again. Elif, Elif, breathe. Please. Just I mean, I am breath. breathing. I would pass out if I wasn't breathing, clearly. Obviously, I'm breathing. <laughs> right? She smiles and... Uh, I, I can't tell you everything, um, but just know that uh, I'm coming back. I couldn't stay away from this town for too long. I... Um, yes, well, it seems like you've grown up a bit and you didn't burn the whole place down. That's good. I mean, not like for lack of trying, right? No, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't really trying. I did burn down a, a really... Oh, I shouldn't say that really loudly. I burned down an officer's house last night and it was fucking awesome! Um, but, like, also, like... Just, I've been gone for a while, and it wasn't gone that long. It's not really, like, like a, you know, that's not, like, an explanation, Rose. Seven years is a long time. You were, like, you were, like, you were, like, my mother, okay? And you just, like, disappeared. My parents were trashed. They're scumbags. You were the only person I had to look up to. And you just walked out on me. Elif, breathe. It's okay. I know. I know what I did. I, I needed to protect you. I couldn't stay here I there was there was something I needed to figure out on my own and I did okay what, what, what was that thing what was that thing Rose well um, there's something big happening it's not just the war it's it's bigger than the war. It's bigger than nations and countries. And there's something happening that's going to be affecting all of us. All people. Wigmolians, Koholnians, Bovalians, everyone. If you give me time, I can set a few things right and let you in on that. But for now... Just be happy that we have our town still in one piece. <coughs> cult! <coughs> cult! Rosie's in a cult! <laughs> You're not there! <laughs> Why I, haven't I, you I, killed that I, one I, yet? I, he's, not here. he's not here! Um, yeah, because <laughs> would have. she would have known Connie, right? When Connie was sheriff. Yeah. Um, awkward. Um, anyway. Awkward! No, okay, but, like, like I get what you're saying, and I, I appreciate that you were doing something super, 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 super important. But also, like, it was seven years, and, I mean, I don't know. 
I don't know. Uh, I don't know. Just, that's not really a good explanation, but I guess I'll, like, I guess I'll try, try to be patient. Try to let you let me in on it and trust me. You should trust me. But, okay. I do, I do. I just need you to take a patient breath. After we get everything settled, after Burden is safe again, I'll let you in on everything, I promise. I'm proud of you. You've done really well without me. Happy to see you again. Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, like, don't get me wrong, I am super, 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 super happy to see you again. Like, ecstatic. It's just also like, I don't know, it's like, um, bittersweet, kind of mixed. But, but yeah, we can, we can talk about it later. I have, I guess, other stuff to deal with. That turtle man is my friend and I need to help him with something. So, yeah. Okay. That's true. I trust Elif. Though I'm not sure why. She started four fires in my pub. I can't believe we beat back these thieves. And she points over to Gunter and the soldiers. Can't believe we got back Kalia. And I can't believe we didn't just run when we saw the mountain. But I saw the four of them looking determined, standing firm. And I felt protected even facing the scariest, most unnatural thing I've ever seen in my life. No birds, no crickets. It's as if all of Burden's creatures are waiting in anticipation. Their collective breaths held for a moment. Something off in the distance. A horn blows low and long. It draws your eye toward the last patch of gray sky for miles, far to the east. And then your own breath catches. You begin toward the edge of bird in all of you. The whole town gathers, mouths agape, staring toward the rising sun. You see the elk first. Maybe 40 of them, massive creatures, and it takes a moment before you see the lines of rope extending from each point on their massive heads up into the sky. And your eyes follow them into the air, into the cloud, and above even, because impossibly, sitting atop the cloud itself is a singular massive mountain adorned with green grasses and trees and trebuchets and catapults siege weapons. You see specks of fires lit on the hillside and fortifications along its base, and above all the ramparts already set hundreds of feet into the sky, a gigantic figure stands to its full height. You shouldn't be able to make it out at this distance, but you can. Pale white skin, red and white robes. The figure places a horn to its lips and blows again, vibrating the ground around you. Then a voice from the jail cell. You are being silly. You are putting your trust in feathers and birds. Nothing of substance. And the door to the jail creaks open again. 
the sound of the rain heightens and Kalia comes around the corner. Dressed in an old leather armor fitted for someone slightly smaller than her. And before Rosie sees her, she's reminded of something. Yeah, why does Elif have that little bird flitting around her all of a sudden? And at this, Kalia speaks up. Oh, I know actually. Connie gave it to her. Cryon told me the whole thing. If Connie hadn't muddied that relationship a bit, I, I'd have said it was downright sweet. Andy, does does Connie happen to have back in his bugbear bachelor pad any kind of bounty hunter um, tool or object or magic item like that could function as a tracker? Um. Yes, I would say you do. You have a pair of um, you have a pair of birds that always know where the other one is. Birds? Yeah. Yep. Two uh, two fairly grimy looking pigeony, like mini pigeons, basically. Mini pigeons. Are yeah. they alive? Are these living pigeons? Yeah. 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 Just malnourished, yep. apparently. No, you've been feeding them. It's a- <laughs> You've been gone a day, basically. They're miniature. Now. Why are they, are they miniature? Because they're in this magical world. There's Why are mini they pigeons. Grimy? Why are they grimy? Oh, because they haven't been washed, or yeah, they prefer to in, be dirty. Been things. in Connie's inside pocket. Yeah, but they're back at your bachelor pad. Oh, guys! All this, all this action in town here in Burden. So loud! All the jumping around on. What? <laughs> I didn't get that one either. I know, it's like really great, isn't it? Well, yeah, it's great, but we could all use some rest, especially you and me, Elif, after that ridiculous encounter we had down in the basement. And I don't want to put out our friend Mikak here again by going to stay at his, uh, at his shop. So I say I, you're all welcome to come with me to my bugbear bachelor pad on the other end of town. And I'll get some rest there. I know that's where I'm heading. So, and I'll lumber to my feet. You lumber to one's feet? Uh, Connie does that. Sure. You okay. I'll come to Yeah, every, all of you guys are my friends. We're Bob. We're base of burden. Nobody can yeah. stop us. Not some goddamn rugged damn mountain either. But first, we got to get some rest. So... Anyone's welcome to follow me to my bug pad. Here I go. I'm walking now with my big, long okay. bugbear stride. Step, step, step. I don't know why I yeah. insist on doing <laughs> foley work for walking. Who would like to accompany Connie? I think McKeck's going to his place with Collier as well. Elif is going to go with Connie because she's really excited that he thinks that they're friends now and she wants to hang out with him. Okay. Um, in Cryon Cryon says uh, thanks thanks, McKay, thanks for the offer and, and just grabs uh, Elif by the arm as she walks past and says Elif do, do you want to do you want some space with Connie do you want to do you as many friends as possible it's great like we just have a look at oh, it's, a friend, it's a friend thing it's just a friend thing 
Just checking. Just checking. Just check. I was feeling. I was feeling some vibes. There's feeling some vibes. Okay. In that case, Connie, I'd love to uh, come check out your place. You have beer? Yeah, I got bug beer. <laughs> Jesus. Um, as everyone's looking around this place too, probably the nicest thing in this entire place is a is a fairly large bird cage uh, in the back corner, um, with with uh, kind of roosts for uh, three different birds, and there are two birds in here. On his way over to join Elif at the birdcage, Connie will kind of yeah. uh, put his hand on Crian's head, I guess, um, and kind of pat him. And, eh, don't worry, Crian. In the morning, I'll help you find that old lady and kill her or some shit. Thanks, man. <laughs> chink, chink, ball, chink, chink, chink. Cheers. Cheers, buddy. Ah, you lo- looks like you found Bert and Ernie over here. <laughs> Yeah, Bert and Ernie over here. I've had these two for so long. <laughs> probably, yep. probably have had them for more than ten years. Perhaps there used to be three. There used to be three, huh? Uh, what what happened to the third one? <laughs> no, no, no idea. Connie doesn't know. Nope. <laughs> but it's That's just these. The but it's just these two that have the kind of magical effect or whatever. Oh no! Or, yeah, they had all, all three of them had it. Oh, the three of them are kind of connected like that. Yeah, <clears throat> Bert and Ernie, huh? So um, it looks like Ernie's a little smaller than Bert. So would you say that Bert is Big Bird? <laughs> Big Bird. <laughs> well, that's kind of confusing, don't you think, Cryon? <laughs> yeah, I don't think we, there's no, there's no there's no Sesame Street in this particular. Right? Is there a, is there a street called Sesame Street in Burden? <laughs> Not in Burden, no, no. no. No, it's in Malmont. Hey, how does Elif seem to be getting along with these birds? She's chirping at them. Does, does there seem to be any chemistry here? Uh, give me an animal handling check real quick, <laughs> Elif. A 20? Ooh. Yeah. Actually, yeah. They seem to, they flock right over to Elif and, you know, yeah, seem to be intrigued with this new person. There has not been, let's face it, there's not been any visitors here for a long time. <laughs> well, well, I'll be. They take a shine to you like mud takes a lick into my boot. Uh, you know what? I ain't seen Ernie take to somebody like this since Vern left. Yeah, well, the two of us. Since Vern died? What? You mean died? Since Vern died? Because I'm pretty sure he's dead, right? Like, I mean, I knew him and I heard about him dying. Is he not dead? Yeah, he died. He was killed by the Gonian army, but that was a few years after he ousted me as sheriff. And when he ousted me as sheriff, ending our relationship, I kept the birds. And he didn't get to see them. Ever again. It was kind of heartbreaking for everybody all around. That's like really, really, really sad. And I just never think this is because he's dead. That's like so sad. It's really sad. I, and I don't know what happened to the third bird, but. Uh, Thinking about it now, it was about that time period when the third one was gone. Hm. Oh, I wonder if. Oh, God. Hurry, damn it. <laughs> Did Vern take the third bird? The third bird's name, by the way, was Grover. 
And <laughs> <laughs> anyway, what I'm working up to, you know, is I, I'm an old bugbear and bounty hunting isn't treating me as well as it, it used to. And, you know, frankly, I, I don't I haven't had enough money to. Are you saying you're retired? You're retired to take care of the birds? You retire and just live at home in your dotage in your old age and just hang out with the birds all the time. That's so cute. That's I'm not adorable. You're so cute. You're so adorable, little man. Rugged, it, damn it, Ella. If I don't do cute things and I don't do adorable things, I'm a serious bugbear character. I am not a source of comic relief here. <laughs> now, what I was saying was that I cannot afford to take care of two birds anymore. And the, the the sight of Ernie getting along with you reminds me of happier days. When don't kill Ernie. Don't kill Ernie. I'm not going to kill Ernie. Oh, God damn it, Elif. You just got to... Can you just let me... Oh, ha, I wish I'd died down in that basement. Oh, why are you feeling so suicidal? Do you need help? You mean, I can need you to see a therapist in mind. They're kind of seedy. They live in the slums with me, but they look really good and they help us all because we have a lot of trauma. We face a lot of trauma in our lives, and they can help you out. Do you want me to take you? Anyway, I would like to formally <laughs> offer you Ernie. Here's the thing about these two birds: they 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 only are happy when it's the three of them together. When they're not all three of them together, they can't stand each other. Bert and Ernie, they're always fighting. So actually, you'd be making them much happier if you took Ernie off my hands. Ernie would be happy with you. Bert would be happy with me. And isn't that all oh, great? <laughs> and anyway, look at all, oh, look, oh, oh, Elif, look at little Ernie. Ernie's down here, he's chirping and he's pecking at your little flame fingers. I ain't seen him do anything cute or adorable since I lost my secret homosexual lover, Vern, to the winds of circumstance. It's a very independent bird and can take care of itself. Ernie, Ernie's like that. So, what do you say, Ellen? It'll be like, kind of like friendship bracelets, each of us having one of these birds. What do you think? You like friendship bracelets because we're friends? Yeah, because we're friends and we're facing the common enemy of a moving mountain. Cryon told you all that. He's a bit shifty. Did you know he's on the run from some shady business with a monastery? Can we trust him? Kalia responds immediately. Yes, we can. Then Rosie, how are you so sure, girl? And Kalia steps further into the lamplight, lately touches the wood on the desk. He's... He has a fearlessness about him, and a sensitivity. Uh, it's hard to explain. He... Like he has nothing to lose, but is still afraid to. And after a moment and a breath, she continues. He's had opportunities to run and just leave us to our fate. I saw him mount a griffin and take off into the sky, but there wasn't an ounce of me that wasn't sure he'd be back. So, an eight on animal handling. So, 
Cryon. Uh, you're just sort of holding on tight, uh, just digging your hands into the feathers, and just holding on as very quickly you have ascended into the air. Um, it's been, again, a cloudy night. There are uh, no real fires on the ground, so you almost lose your orientation very quickly. And you can't even tell if you're upside down or if you're right side up at this point. Uh, you then just feel yourself going higher and higher and higher, and you just barely open your eyes to look around. You see yourself now covered in a thick fog all around you, and you kind of take a breath, and it's it's moist air, and then immediately you come above the clouds onto this moonlit plain of, of sort of clouds ahead of you. Uh, what is it you'd like to try to do? Where's Where's McKeck? Where's my partner in crime? Is he Is he nearby? Is he McKeck? Have you gone up to follow? <laughs> no. No. Okay. Yeah. 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 I think no. you, McKeck and Kali are trying me. to head back, probably to to town. Uh, and McKeck, why don't you give me an animal handling then as well? Or, or would you rather have Kali? I mean, I'd probably also just be talking to my Griffin. I'd also be asking him or them if they have a name. Yes. Oh, yes, dear boy. Yes, yes. Uh, they call me Fames. It's a pleasure to meet you, Fames. Perhaps we can head back to the city and uh, your friend will hopefully bring my friend back there at not terminal velocity. <laughs> that would be uh, lucky. <laughs> okay, so we had a conversation about this earlier, and you seemed to suggest that you thought it was going to go well. Yes, I'm sure it's fine. No no need to worry, old chap. You're fine. He's fine. Everyone will be just peachy keen. <laughs> Andy, you're the worst. <laughs> uh, so, Cryon, yeah, you kind of look around. You just don't see McEck or Kalia. <laughs> Okay, he's on his own. That's fine. Yeah. That's fine. He like he likes it that way. Um, I mean, can I um, can I try an experiment with a little like you would do with a horse? Kind of lean on its it. left wing yeah. to go left, lean on its right wing to go right, pull back on its feathers to go okay. up. Sure, you've tried talking to it. You've tried, yeah, just kind of using its feathers as reins. That those haven't worked so far. So let's try let's try this. A 20. There it is. All right. So you are then, you're starting to now figure out these animals. You can't control them. You can only kind of lean on them to suggest a direction, if that makes sense. Mm. And as they're then kind of gliding through and you're shifting your body weight back and forth, now you're starting to get the hang of it, crap. You're now realizing what it's going to take to, to, gently lead and suggest to these animals where to go. Uh, and at this point, yeah, you're sort of now diving in and out of the clouds. Uh, if this was water, you would look like a dolphin, basically coming up, checking, looking around, to go dipping back into fog. And you're making your way much closer to this mountain. So what is it then that you're l- wanting to look for specifically around this thing? <clears throat> As you're getting closer, you can see fire lights um, kind of dotting the mountainside as if there are small encampments. Um, you also could kind of go 
uh, underneath a little bit uh, into the cloud cover to try to look for like caves or entrances kind of underneath the, the kind of lip mantle of the the wide brim of the mountain itself. It's it's kind of a recon check, right? It's just a kind of a sortie of sorts. Yeah. And, I, and I think, uh, if I was correct, the thing we talked about last time was actually partially around the fact that McKeck and Connie are both very sort of large creatures on the back of a griffin. So you were going to be looking for, is there a way to sneak in? Is there, like, that was sort of what was at the top of your mind. I mean, you, you did say that there was potentially kind of entrances to tunnels and things like that is that is that what Maybe, you see yeah. from a distance cut caves cave entrances and stuff like that right it's kind of it's, it's hard especially at the in the moonlight to see from a distance but you can get much closer um oh let's and, certainly get much closer i just don't, yeah. don't want to get this, especially if you're this. if you go into the cloud cover you might be able to see kind of what's underneath the mountain uh, a little bit cool yeah let's um, let's get closer all right, all right. So you uh, dive into the clouds. Um, you're coming up on the mountain itself. Uh, and let's go ahead and do a perception check to see what you're seeing. A 13. Right. So um, you, as you dip down even below the, the kind of uh, overcast clouds, they're just kind of creating a wall uh, of fog up here. You... You now have gotten closer, much closer to this place. You can see several things. One, you see on the ground um, fires and torches uh, surrounding the elk. Um, You also are able to kind of dip and dive in between the ropes that seem to go up entirely uh, into the mountain itself that are tied to the antlers of these elk on the ground. Um. As you get up closer to those, you see that uh, that about five of those ropes each are tied to a, a, a large metal kind of circular hook. Um, and that those are driven deep into the rock of, of the bottom of the mountain itself. So those seem to be anchor points, which, which then the elk are using to pull this mountain along. Hmm. Off the backside of the mountain, then, uh, there's a waterfall that you see going down into the into the clouds itself, and then just kind of coming out the other end of the clouds is rain at that point. Um, as you get closer to the waterfall, you do see that it's, it's a fairly large cave that that water is pouring out of. Um, and that is on the underside of, of the cave then as well. Or I'm sorry, the underside of the mountain as well. So you think at least you would be hidden from whoever's on top of the mountain. Um, so that's a possibility too. Um, nice little bit of insight, but I can't get too much closer to the entrance to that cave. You can, yeah, if you want to. Yep, you can get. You can definitely get closer. Um, yeah, I'd like to come back with kind of a, I don't know, a potential starting off plan of sorts, you know, a place to start to see. So yeah. let's let's see if I can get a little closer. All right, um, let's try an animal handling check to see how uh, how well you can kind of guide this bird creature in a nine. A nine's decent. Uh, it's, it's not hard now that you've sort of managed to figure out how to steer this creature. 
Um, you don't think... Yeah, yeah. So you're able to basically kind of land uh, on on one of the sides of that massive cave where the waterfall is coming out of. Um, you do that, you sort of crumble a few rocks, uh, making a bunch of noise as you're doing that. Um, but you do discover that there's kind of, there's a path along the side of the now river that is coming out of the mountain, uh, out, out from the heart of the mountain itself. Uh, and that path is large and wide enough, about 10 feet across. Um, so you could even walk your griffin up that path a little bit longer if you want to see kind of what's further in the cave. Yeah, let's uh, let's push our luck a little bit. All right. Do you, uh, do you stay on the griffin, or would you like to kind of get off and sneak? Uh, well, are they are they loud? Are they kind of are they uh, a little bit? Yeah. Yeah, this one has claws and talons that are, like, scraping against the rock. Um, if you were listening for something, you probably would hear it. Um, but you don't okay. even know if there's guards down here at all or anything like that. So, I'll definitely jump off as long as in the jumping off landing process, it's not, that's not loud. That's not too loud in itself. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, let's, let's then give you a, a stealth check. 18. Nice. All right. Yeah, with an 18, you sort of land uh, deftly, quietly. Uh, the rushing water, there's no way they can hear you over this. Um, and as the water spills out over the edge uh, of the cliff that you're you're on and you're going further into that cave, um, you feel like you hear maybe music, then a few notes kind of bouncing off of the walls of this cave up ahead. Uh, and as you kind of then turn turn just a little bit of a corner, because you're on the right side of this cave, and, and there, the cave itself then splits off to the right, um, you can tell that there must be some sort of metal ore along the sides of these caves, because something much further in is now glinting and bouncing light off of all of this ore. And it's becoming sparkly and beautiful as you see it. But this definitely seems to be an entrance to get onto the mountain, at least. You're not sure where it goes exactly yet. Would you like to continue? You're moving away from the river if you go into that cave area. You mean away from the safety of the river? Is that what you mean? Uh, safety as in it's making a lot of noise, and so it's easier right. to sneak. Yeah. I mean, if we if we all come back in, there's going to be way more of us making way more noise, and at some point we have to turn down away from the river. Maybe it's maybe it's a good idea for one of us to, to have a look. I'll, I'll push my luck a little further and maybe see if I can turn that corner just all right just to get uh, possibly the last recon before i head out let's do it uh so we'll do one more stealth check how are we doing how are we doing 16 all right Whew. all right cryon with a 16 you're quietly now um you're you're not getting into a space where the griffin probably can't follow you um but it seems very okay waiting at the mouth of this cave um 
So if you're able to, if you're okay leaving him behind for a little bit, you can go in um, pretty sneakily further in. Sure. Okay. So you then sneak on in. Um, the the rock here uh, is again glinting. Uh, it's some sort of obsidian and and uh, kind of a silvery ore. It seems to be like all around you. And as you get further and further in, you now hear where that music is coming from. There's a chant, it seems, that is coming from further up in through this cave. And as you continue in, going slowly, making sure that no pebble is disturbed, you come to you come to an uh, the the exit of the cave that you're in, which is a sheer drop of about twenty feet into a circular room, in the middle of which is a very large white crystal that is pulsing with blue and white energy. And then you see who's chanting around it. For perspective, please remember that you're only like three feet tall. Sure. These things that are walking around it are about 30, 40 feet tall. They go not only up past where you are, like you're 20 feet probably off the ground now at the top of this cave that drops 20 feet. They're standing on that. You're about at their belly button and then another 20 feet up. Then you see the the heads of these creatures who are very slowly and methodically almost almost dancing as they move around. Um, If anyone's ever seen like no theater, in, in Japan, it's a very like calculated, flowing kind of movement as they walk around. And their voices are now booming in this cave. It seems almost as if the chant is, is, is uh, echoing 30 times what it should as it bounces off the walls in this high place. Right now, you can't tell if they're like worshipping this thing, if they're activating this crystal. You're not exactly sure what's going on. Um, but it does appear that somehow stone giants are involved here. Okay. I think... I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna push my luck anymore without going back to the party and uh, all right. Tell them, telling them what I've seen. So I, th- I think I'm gonna. I'm gonna head back out and see if I can head back locate my Griffin friend. All right. So uh, you step out, uh, get back onto the Griffin. You've you've now managed to be able to steer this thing. Uh, it trots, you know, fairly loudly. But again, the river's um, making a lot of noise. It leaps off of the edge uh, of the cliff, following the river and over into the waterfall, down. You're starting to get the spray of the water in your face. And then the wings open and it shoots off um, into the clouds itself. The three women breathe together and exhale more of their own worry into the dank air of the prison. Then Kalia smiles and looks to Rosie. Well, we trust them to do their part. They should trust us to do ours. Let's get going. Are you two going somewhere? 
Then Rosie picks up the crossbow, groans a bit, lifting off the chair. We're doing what we can to protect Burden. Then Serenade, eyes wide, speaks. But what can I do? Kalia puts a hand on Serenade's shoulder. Whatever you can. They leave from the hatch, and it now sounds to Serenade like the rain is beginning to lift. She now sits alone in the jail, chewing on some ham and drinking just a bit of her own supply. This has been Dom and Dragons, presented by Helpful Goat Gaming. If you enjoyed what you heard and want to hear more, check out our main Dungeons & Dragons campaign, The Fates of Rin, in the Goats & Dragons podcast feed. You can also check out our other podcast, Helpful Goat Presents, where we play one-shots, shorter campaigns, as well as have conversations about D&D and role-playing in general. You can follow us on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram at Helpful Goat. And if you want to hear us play live, you can follow and subscribe to us on Twitch at twitch.tv slash helpfulgoat. You can also chat with us and other Helpful Goat fans in our brand new Discord, or donate to our coffee page to help us keep creating content by clicking the links in this episode description. And last but not least, please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts, Podcast Addict, or Stitcher. We are a small independent game design firm and would really appreciate the support. Thank you so much for joining us, and we'll see you next time.